I'd like to tell you about Anchor. It's an app that you can use to record your podcast for free. Anchor will distribute distribute your podcast to different platforms from Spot from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you want. You can also make money with with your podcast with minimal listenership. All you have to do is go to Anchor for free. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Victorious Ones Podcast, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets inspiration. I go by the name by the name of King Von Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Von Jr. You can also follow the show's Twitter page at Victory at Victory Pod One. Uh, you know, of course, at Victory Pod One on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm at Mr. King Von Jr. You can also follow the show's Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. I'm also, also a social media producer for the Unpopular Reviews Wrestling Show, Perfect Flex Talk Radio. But of course, in honor of the kickoff to, in honor of the start of a new NFL season, season, I like to start this off with uh, with my ranking of the top ten greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Victorious Ones podcast. For those that are watching online, you can go on YouTube.com forward slash King Von Jr. Um, you know, of course, make sure to like and like and subscribe for more content. And so, of course, so of course, in honor of the, in honor of the start of NF, of this uh, upcoming NFL season, you know, the 2022 season, um, and I'm going I'm to go into my ranking. This is, you know, this is the perfect time to go into my series, if you will of nfl top tens much like i did with nba top tens which happened to be you just so happened to be at the end of that season so i want to kick off this season making this transition when it comes to the, when it comes to the nfl so i'm going to get, give off my ranking of you know of my in my estimation the, uh, the top 10 greatest uh top 10 greatest quarterbacks uh you know of course um in, in nfl history and so um you know so of course a typical fashion i'm going to go from 10 to 1 and um you know and of and of course, you know, pretty much the same criteria as anything else, you know, when it comes when it comes to championships, when it comes to stats, your individual dominance, uh, what type of uh, impact that, that you left on the game, the way that you trans, the way that you transcended, transcended your position. You know, so those are my criteria. And it just so happened, um, uh, you know, happened. I'm watching NFL Network Network at this moment and it's showing America's game about the last season's Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so, of course. Like I said, you know, football season is in the air. And, of course, I'm going to go with number 10 on my list is actually none other than um, San Francisco 49ers quarterback legend, a guy who, you know, who became a le- legend in his own right after stepping out of the shadow of, you know, of, of somebody who was, you know, who was, who was absolute, um, you know, who was absolute icon in San Francisco. And even to this day, this guy, this guy still still is. But, um, you know, but, you know, but, but of course, this quarterback, really like i said really car really carved out uh, you know um, like i said he, re- he really carved out a legacy of his own where you know of, of course he was a um, a three-time super bowl champion um one time you know of course once as a starter um you know of, co- of course two-time super bowl super bowl mvp um you know not two not two-time super bowl mvp i'm sorry um one time super bowl mvp two-time league mvp um of course se- seven-time pro bowl selection six-time all pro selection and so, and of course, his 90, 1994 MVP season, um, he was was among the greatest single seasons for a quarterback in NFL, NFL history. Of course, that, and of course, of course, that, 
of course that season um you know he had a, a passer rating of, of 112.8 um you know he, he broke his pre some of his predecessors regular season records and of course this guy is none other than steve young you know and so so of course you know so of course young's um you know of course steve young's numbers look look like this he had 2667 completions for 4149 attempts for for completion percentage of 64.3 for three for 33,000. 124 yards, 232 touchdowns, and 107 107 interceptions. You know, so so of course, so of course his uh, overall career quarterback rating was uh, was uh, was 96.8. You know, and so um you know and it's, and like I said, and not, not only that, but he was also um you know of course a double double threat. You know when when it came to running as well, he had 4,239 rushing yards, which currently ranks fifth all time among quarterbacks. You know, so so of course he was certainly um, one of the I don't want to say absolutely first pioneer, but but he was one of the guys that, that really made that really made um, scrambling. You know, like even like he was one of those quarterbacks who you know who, who really who really made scrambling um, more of a common part of his game. You know, and so um you know like and and, and and it, we slow down, and so um, you know, so, so like you know, of course, the th thing about Steve Young, Steve Young was this was obviously start start off his start of his career within the USFL, and then you know, then, then after that, goes on to play for the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay, Buc Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and two rather you know forgettable seasons, and so it was until he got to the 49ers, and you know, but by the time he gets to the '87 season, where um, you know, of course he start, you know, of course he's a, uh, the backup quarterback to one of you know to, to one of the absolute all-time greatest quarterbacks ever at that time the very best quarterback of all time at, at that at that at that moment in time uh, joe montana so um you know who better to have on you know who better to have who better who better what better learning tree to you know to to sit under than the learning tree of of somebody who was who's absolute standard when it came to quarterbacks a standard when it came to 49ers quarterbacks especially um you know what i mean so so that would have been the equivalent even though that this this never happened, but this would have been the possibly would have been the equivalent of Trey Lance sitting under Brady instead of sitting under Garoppolo, you know, um, take it how you want to, but you know, pr pretty much that, that that was it. And um, you know, you know, if, and, and like like I said, you know, it's like I said, you know, like I said, the thing is, Steve Young, um, even as a backup, certainly had you know certainly had had his uh you know, flash of brilliance, you know, whether it was um, a playoff game against the Vikings or, when, you know, whenever there, there were times where, you know, where, where Montana um, had, go had gone down with injury or anything like that. You know, like I said, the thing is, Bill Walsh made sure to put Steve Young in the best position possible to succeed, in the best position possible to, uh, to become an eventual successor to Montana, which he did. You know, and so on. You know, and and and, and even, even you know, even after, even in the wake of you know of um of replacing Montana, like I say, you know, young, you know, young, beca you know, became, um, and I, you know, like eventually won the fans over with his, you know, with, with like I say, you know, with with his absolutely amazing, um, performances, and he certainly stood out among the very best quarterbacks of the '90s. You know, and, and when you talk about '90s quarterbacks, you cannot tell that story without Steve Young. You know, and, and and of course, he was def, definitely a, de, definitely a, a great benefit to Jerry Rice, whereas Jerry Rice was a great benefit to him, vice versa. So you know, so you know, so of course, and things when it came to a quarterback quarterback receiver uh, tandem, it takes two to tango. So they're you know they're both very important 
in the in their own ways. And I, you know, I can, you know, and it's and and the thing about it, let me slow down. Um, and the and the funny thing about it, since since we're talking about Montana and Rice and Montana and Young, I'm a, I might even do um a greatest like QB receiver uh duo list eventually at some point. But um, you know, but 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 the thing about it, the funny thing about it is that you know is is that um is that Steve Young actually threw more touchdown passes to Jerry Rice than Montana did. You know, so I mean, take how you want, you know, take how you want to, but that's just a testament to, you know, and not saying that he's that he was ever better than him, obviously not, but at the same time, that's a testament to, to Steve's to see Steve's skill. It's also a testament to, you know, to Jerry's skill when it came to being a franchise receiver, you know, and everything like that. So um, you know, I guess, you know, just you know, pretty much like you know, just for all those reasons, that's the reason why I have Steve Young um at you know in my top 10 right at number 10 with you know which is you know funny enough and of course at num- moving on to number nine on my list um you know of course this guy was um right before tom brady uh broke his record this guy you know this uh, you know of course like i said um right, like let me slow down right before tom brady uh, broke his career passing record this guy was actually the nfl's uh, all-time leader in passing and, and, and in fact um, his, you know, if, if, in fact, in fact, in fact, excuse me, in fact, this guy's numbers read as this: seven thousand one hundred forty-two c- completions for ten for ten for ten thousand five hundred five hundred fifty-one attempts. Excuse me, for eighty thousand three hundred fifty-eight yards, eighty thousand yards. Quarterbacks throwing for eighty thousand yards. That in and of itself is absolutely remarkable because there was even a time where forty thousand was a badge of honor. But now these days with the way that the game has opened up even more for quarterbacks, um, let me slow down, you know, um, with the, you know, with the way the passing game has game has opened up to levels we've never seen before. Now you have quarterbacks throwing for 70, 80,000 yards. So this guy has 7,142 completions, 10,551 attempts, 80,358 passing yards for a completion percentage of 67.7 for 571 touchdowns to 243 interceptions with a QB rating of 98.7. And, um, you know, like, like I said, you know, that this, this, you know, and, and the thing, thing about it is that um, after, you know, at, at, you know, of course, after his first five years with San Diego Chargers, which, which ended an injury, um, that turned out to be a blessing in disguise because he goes over, goes over, goes over to New Orleans, and saves that franchise. Becomes the face of that franchise. He becomes the defining figure of that team as well as the city itself, you know. And so, and, and so his his arrival came at you know at, at the at the perfect time where um, the city of New Orleans was you know was recovering from Hurricane Katrina, and so you know so they needed they needed something that that would really um, boost their morale boost their hopes uh really change the culture of of that city and this guy would you know was you know like i say he came he came came at the perfect time um you know what i mean you know and, and so and with the way that he carried that franchise um you know like you know with you know with, with the wide variety of teammates whether it's Re- reggie bush um you know what i mean uh, michael thomas so on and so forth they, you know everybody else pretty much like revolving door you name it um he found a way to make make everybody around him better, and his greatest gift to New Orleans was that Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl forty four victory um, over Peyton Manning's Indianapolis Colts, and this guy ends up ends up becoming the Super Bowl MVP in the process. 
and uh, you know, and, 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 and of course, not, not only that, um, but this guy was a, was also a 13 time Pro Bowl selection. And so, um, you know, if, 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 like I said, you know, some of that he was a 13 time, 13 time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl selection, um, multi time All Pro selection, and everything like that. So, um, you know, like, and and also he became the fastest quarterback to reach 60,000 and 70,000 passing yards. And, um, you know, of course, he's also the fourth all time in career regular season wins with 172. Um, you know what I mean? It's, 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 and so, so of course, he's good. And of course, he's a lock for being a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he, in my estimation, is the greatest quarterback to never win a league MVP, you know, with all, with, with all that he's done and with the stamp that he left on the game and with the way that he carried the franchise, you know, it's, it's amazing to think that all throughout his career, he never won, not one single league MVP. But at the same time, you have to put it into context because um, he played in the same era as the likes of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And so when you have those guys who were the, you know, who were the giants of, um, you know, of, of quarterbacks, you know, if you will, you know, that they, they were the uh, pretty much the quarterback Titans. They were the equivalent when it comes to quarterbacks. Uh, Brady and Manning were the equivalent of Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. In the sense that they had a, had a stranglehold on that position on the league in and of itself. And that, you know, and pretty much they're, they're fighting back and forth for who will be the who will be the best at their, at their position, the best in the league. You know, fighting back and forth um, for the you know for the MVP, even though Brady, would, you know, obviously ultimately had the last laugh when it came to championships. Same way that Russell had the last laugh on Chamberlain when it came to championships, even the regular season, they'll fight back and forth for the MVP. Same thing with this, and so because. Uh, Manning, you know, because, you know, because Manning and Brady, you know, because, uh, you know, because Peyton and Tom were like head and shoulders above the rest of the league when, when it came to quarterbacks, you know, and like, so, you know, be, you know and be, because of that, because of that, because of their dominance, they were the ones who had who had the lion's share of the success when it when it came to quarterbacks at that time. So that so that's the reason why uh, this guy had never won. Uh, the you know had never won the league MVP, but I believe that had it not been for those you know had it not been for them, um, and eventually even later on Aaron Rodgers had it not been for players like that, then this guy number nine would have won MVP or at least uh, two or three. You know what I mean? So he would he would have won you know at, at least a number of MVPs. Um, you know, let alone walking away empty-handed. You know, and so um, you know like, you know, but but at the same time. Uh, when you know when when a championship, when a Super Bowl for a franchise that otherwise uh, toiled in futility, you know that that in and of itself certainly certainly carries weight in its own right. And so, obviously, you know, with everything that I just mentioned, I have to rank. Um, I have to introduce none other than Drew Brees at number nine among you know among the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So at number eight. On my list, um, let's just say that this guy lately has become somewhat of a uh, rather polarizing figure, um, you know, in in in, 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 ter- in terms of um, you know, like, you know, in, like you know, just you know, it's it's, it's like, you know, it's in terms of his in terms of leadership, in terms of his leadership, in terms of um, you know, some of the 
questionable things he says and in interviews and things like that. You know, um, you know, um, you know, in terms, especially when it came to the the pandemic and whatnot. Um, you know, what I mean, like like I said, this is a rather a you know, like I said, a, a rather rather pol polarizing figure for as talented um, as he is at, at his position. Um, you know, like, like let's just say, you know, certain things about him have have kind of rubbed you know certain fans the wrong way, if you will. Um, you know, like I said, you know, what, you know, with it, whether whether it was uh, him saying he's quote unquote immunized or everything like that, to the way that he's won MVP awards, um, especially especially when it, especially when it came to the last two, uh, you know, so, you know, so, so, especially when it came to the last two MVPs, uh, that you know those certainly raised eyebrow eyebrows, if you will, um, you know, especially considering the fact that. Um, Especially, especially considering the fact that he's in a division where he's, you know, where his team's absolute world beaters, um, you know, so, you know, so, um, you know, so of course, no shade, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, if I'm in a division like that, playing against the likes of Lions, Vikings and Bears, oh my, you know, I would look, you know, like exponentially better than what I, you know what i am like i said no no shade to him whatsoever but you know i think it's i think i'm giving away a spoiler in terms of in terms of who i'm talking about um you know but you know but but this but at the same time there's there's no denying that you know that, that he was the ultimate successor to um you know to, to to a green to to a green bay icon right before him much like steve young was the successor to joe montana before him so you know so so i so like that you know both of those you know like i said you know both of these cute both these QBs definitely have that in common. So they're the ultimate ultimate transition quarterbacks and really and really carve their own niche and really pave their own way um, when it came to leading their team into the future. So this guy's numbers are this: four thousand six hundred fifty-one completions, seven thousand one hundred eighteen attempts for a completion percentage of sixty-five point three for fifty-five thousand three hundred sixty yards. 449 touchdowns, only 93 interceptions, with a QB rating of 104.5, which almost sounds like a radio station. You know what I mean? And, and so, you know, so, so, so of course, um, you know, uh, you know, it's like, you know, like, like I said, you know, and, and of course, his accomplishments, you know, lists or is, is this, uh, you know, of, of course, he's a Super Bowl champion from Super Bowl 45, where he was a Super, where he was the game's MVP, and you know, of course, as as the Packers defeat the Steelers. And he's also four-time. Uh, he's also four-time league MVP from 2011, 2014, 2020, and 2021. He's also a ten-time Pro Bowler and four-time All-Pro selection. And he, he has now become the Packers' all-time leader in touchdown passes with 449 and counting. And clearly, at you know, you know, like you know, you know, and, and, and think about it. Clearly, at at this age, um, he's not showing signs of slowing down. You know what I mean, and, and so you know, but you know, but you know, but, but of course, at the same time, you know, it's it's, it's kind of tough to find somebody who could you know eventually be his own his successor. So I think I think it's one of the knocks on him. But uh, you know, of course, I think it's pretty obvious, even without even before I even before I say his name, we're talking about none other than the A Rod of the NFL himself, Mister Dis Discount Double Check, Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, so, you know so, so of course, uh, Rogers is, you know, of course, Aaron Rodgers is number eight on my list of the greatest quarterbacks of all time at number seven on this list. Um, you know, let's just say, 
this guy is the greatest quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. You know, uh, spoiler alert, this guy is the greatest Dolphin of all time, hands down. Um, even though I'm pretty sure that he wishes that he had the type of uh, roster. You know, he, I'm pretty sure that this guy wishes that he had that uh, the same roster as the 1972 Dolphins. You know, can, can, you, can you imagine if if this guy was on that 72 Dolphins team playing the way playing the way that he played? You know, um, but the only time that he ever went to Super Bowl was in Super Bowl 19 in his second season. Um, you know, of, of course, unfortunately, they came up on came up on the short end of the stick um, where they got smoked by the San Francisco 49ers. But during the regular season, um, there were talks of this guy being Montana's uh, successor, if not, you know, replacement altogether. And the, and the reason why was, I mean, this 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 guy came in like an absolute hurricane, even though he was the 25th pick in the 1983 draft. He was named NFL Rookie of the Year in 1983 and followed that performance um, in his second season, 1984, the greatest season of this guy's entire career, um, where he threw for an unprecedented at that time, 5,084 yards and 48 touchdowns. In 1984, that was absolutely unheard of. That was transcendent, especially because of, you know, because he has because he had a cannon for an arm. And his release was lightning quick, lightning fast, you know. Um, and so, and 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 think and think think about it is because of the power of his arm and the speed of his release, um, he was able to rewrite the NFL record books at that time. And um, you know, like you know, and, and think and think about this guy is that he was absolutely one of a kind. Uh, history has not really judge him the best in, in in the best light lately you know especially when especially when you look at um how our how this culture is you know is this culture is absolutely you know you know completely like ring heavy you know like pre, pretty much like a, a, a ring obsessed culture whereas um if you don't have a championship you know you um aren't that special of a player things like that you know that, that's the type of narrative that um our society puts on athletes and so you know but, but at the same time uh him not having a super bowl that you know doesn't make him any less of an nfl legend the same way that charles barkley not having an nba championship doesn't make him any less of an nba legend now he may not be ranked as high as those who were perennial champions, but at the same time, he still left an indelible mark. And I say the same thing when it comes to this guy at quarterback. Even though he may not have won um, a Super Bowl, you know, but, but at the same time, he still, you know, because, of, you know, I'll say it like this, because of his dominance at his position, the way that he transcended the quarterback position, because of how prolific he was as a passer, um, you know, and, and because and because of the way that he carried his team, because of the way that he carried the city of Miami on his back, um, those are the reasons why he makes this list. Now, granted, like you know, like, like I said, as, as I said before about Barkley, this this guy when it comes when it comes to quarterbacks, because um, you know, you know, like I said, you know, because he was not a champion, um, I can't really I can't really place him any higher. You know, you know, because because a lot of the guys ahead of him um, have been perennial champions, 
Um, and, you know, and also over time, this guy's records uh, have been surpassed over time. So that so those are the reasons why, you know, you know he, he's in the position position that he's in. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to. You know, like I said, I'm not going to get long-winded and ramble on. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going to you know get get more uh, long-winded and you know sort so of like ramble on any further. But um, I said like I said like this. Of course, uh, you know, of course, uh, th- this guy's career numbers are this: uh, four thousand nine hundred sixty-seven completions for eight thousand three hundred fifty-eight attempts, co- completion percentage of fifty-nine point four, for sixty-one thousand three hundred sixty-one yards. 420 touchdowns to 252 interceptions for a QB rating of 86.4 over the span of a 17-year uh, NFL career. And, of course, he was a six-time All-Pro selection and a nine-time Pro Bowl selection. And the guy that I'm talking about, of course, he's a, um, of course, a Pro Football Hall of Famer, none other than Dan Marino. You know, and, and the thing is, I like to build up suspense and you know, and of course, even though I'm giving away spoilers, but the guy that I'm referring to, of course, none other than Dan Marino himself, at number seven on this list. You know, and of course, let's move on to number six, a guy that was to me his uh, arch arch rival, his dance partner, if you will. Um, and, and and the reason why I say that, especially because because of the fact that they both played in the AFC. Um, you know, like I said, you know, b- both of them were very uh, high. You know, like I said, high volume, prolific passers. You know, both of them, uh, you know, ran into Montana in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, and of course, bo- both of them have have been, uh, you know, have been league MVP only once. You know, and so, um, you know, like, like I said, you know, that, you know, both, you know, like I said, they're, you know, like I said, they're really, like I said, you know, like they're definitely, uh, definitely contemporary, contemporaries, if you will, you know, what I mean, it's, it's especially because of the fact that they, they both, they both came out of the 1983 draft. This guy, um, was drafted number one in that same draft by the Baltimore Colts, but eventually, you know, eventually was quickly traded to the Denver Broncos. And um, you know, if, if, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, this guy was guy was the first overall pick in the nineteen eighty three NFL draft, and the, and he's one to me. He along with Moreno are uh, some of those players that you could look at as almost like the blueprint in terms of how you want to build the perfect NFL quarterback. You know, um, only difference is only difference is it is that this play is that this QB was more mobile than Moreno was. You know, and so, so this guy, you know, you know, this guy certainly had the physique, he had the size, he had the strength, um, the agility. Uh, you know, of, you know, of course, of course, most importantly, um, the arm. You know, what I mean, like, you know, abs- absolutely powerful arm. You know, uh, you know, of course, like a, much like Marino had a rocket release of an arm. You know, and and certainly one of the greatest signal signal, signal callers and clutch quarterbacks of all time. You know. And he was also two, he was also a two sport athlete as well, you know. Even if, of course, other than football, he also played baseball. It just so happened that, that he was originally. Uh, he, he, the, and the funny thing is, he I think he was actually like, originally like drafted by the Yankees, you know. But before he, before he eventually decided to go pro and join and um, and join the NFL. And so, this guy, you know, this guy was absolutely the uh, the greatest Denver Broncos quarterback of all time, even to this day, you know, and. During the course, uh, you know, of, of course, and the thing about it was that um, over the course of his 16-year career, he was named the league MVP. And um, 
early on in his career, especially like within the late 80s, he took the Broncos to three Super Bowls, where the first one they lost 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 against the Giants, um, 39 to 20. The next year they lost to the Washington, you know who, or now these days the Commandos, 42 to 10 at the expense, you know, like I said, you know, and of course that was the other uh, breakout historic Doug Williams uh, Super Bowl, you know. And so, you know, so of course Williams made the history at the expense of this guy, you know, and, and so of course, and then, then after that Super Bowl 24, the worst loss, I think in NFL history, 55 to 10, the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. And for a long time, he, you know, he, you know, he definitely had that, uh, you know, like definitely, you know, definitely had a stigma on him as, as the guy that really, you know, that, that couldn't, that couldn't win the big one. And, um, you know, even in spite of, you know, those clutch games, you know, against the Cleveland Browns, but when, but on the biggest stage of them all, you know, like I said, you know, like I said, at the same time on, let me say on the biggest stage of them all, um, he couldn't get it done. So like I said, there's a stigma around him, you know, and, and it wasn't until much later on in his career where, um, the running game and the rest of the defense really caught, really caught up and really, really picked things up. Thanks to, you know, the thing. Thanks to you know eventually Super Bowl MVP and league MVP Terrell Davis, you know that um, you know, that you know that, that this quarterback was finally able to find redemption when it came to the Super Bowl and it was finally become, finally able to become a um, a two time super become a two time Super Bowl champion in Super Bowls thirty two and thirty three and in the in the in the Super Bowl thirty three the last game of his career he was named the Super Bowl MVP the final game of his career he was named the MVP of the game who else can say that so this guy certainly you know, and the thing is, even though his journey was tough, um, he had a great ending. He had a, he had an ending that very few players could ever have. He had a, he had an ending that a lot of players wish they had. Even players ahead of him on this list wish that they had. So his numbers are as this: four thousand one hundred twenty-three completions, seven thousand two hundred fifty attempts, with a, with a completion percentage completion percentage of fifty-six point nine. 51,475 51, yards, exactly 300 touchdowns to 226 interceptions for a QB rating of 79.9. So he was definitely a guns, gunslinger in so many ways. And now these days, not, not only is he a, you know, not, not only is he a pro football Hall of Famer, but he's also the president of football operations for the team that he put on the map. Um, and of course, this guy will, in, will always have an indelible mark among the all-time great quarterbacks. And I'm talking about none other than John Elway. You know, and so I um, mean, like, 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 you know, like, like I said, you know, it's in, in terms, of, in terms of that, uh, between uh, Elway and Marino has always been a tough competition. You know, you know, like I guess it's one of those long-standing debates and things like that. But because of the Super Bowls, because of the way that his career ended on top and, and it also, you know, just with, you know, just with more, just with deeper uh, playoff experience, I would have to give Elway the nod over Marino. So number six is Elway. Number five um, on, on this list is the guy that was uh, the predecessor, the precursor to Aaron Rodgers. In my estimation, um, not only the greatest Packers quarterback, but also just the greatest Packer of all time, just because, of the way that he wrote the way that he rewrote the record books the way that um he rejuvenated that franchise and, and brought them back to a position of dominance um, a position 
of prestige, if you will, you know, and so, and so on. You know, so so being so this this guy's you know certainly um, another another one of the all time greatest uh, quarterbacks of the '90s, at, at least in my estimation. I feel like if you were to pick one quarterback that really personified '90s NFL, this guy is it. And um, his start was rather rocky because he was selected by the Falcons in '91. Um, but eventually got, you know, but, but, you know, but, but, you know, but let me slam. Um, he, the thing is he was drafted, drafted by the Falcons out of Southern Mississippi in 91, but they ended up trading him, you know, and ended up trading him, trading him to the Packers in 92. And from that point on, he never looked back, you know what I mean? And, and so ever since then, the Falcons, Falcons were just kicking themselves, you know? And so, I mean, this guy's resume is absolutely the absolute stuff of legends. And he built a legacy that very few could ever replicate. So during that time, led the Packers to back-to-back Super Bowls, winning a Super Bowl 31, even though he lost Super Bowl 32. And he was also a three-time MVP, three straight MVPs from 95, 96, 97. And even to this day, still holds several um, NFL passing records and ranks him on the top five in pretty much every uh, major um uh, excuse me. He, he, I'll say it like this: he, he pretty much ranks in the top five in, pretty much, in practically every major statistical passing category, and he's also tied with Peyton Manning for for second with most, uh, you know, with, with with most career regular season wins with 186. He's also six time um, six time All Pro selection and 11 time Pro Bowl selection, and his numbers read as this: 6,300 completions for 10,169 attempts. For a completion percentage of 62%, 71,838 yards for 508 touchdowns and 336 interceptions with a QB rating of 86. And I'm talking about none other than number four himself, Brett Favre. And speaking of four, now we are in the top four all time when it comes to this list. And at number four, I'm going. I'm going to go with a guy who was ultimate uh, pioneer when it came to quarterbacks. You know, the, this guy was the. You know, this guy was certainly the. You know, certainly the precursor when it came to the Colts, the original Baltimore Colts. Um, he was certainly the the, the, um, the the precursor, the predecessor to Peyton Manning, obviously in so many different ways, other than just the era they played in. But um, you know, but he was certainly the quintessential quarterback of his time. You know, and he was very innovative. Of that time, you know, and so, and so I'll say that I think it was like the first quarter, first quarterback to throw for like forty thousand, uh, for forty thousand career yards, and um, you know, like I said, you know, like I said, he was very, very transcendent in his own way. Um, he was to be, he was to quarterbacks, would you say what Will Chamberlain was to centers, you know, everything like that, um, you know what I mean? So, you know, like I said, or you know, or what Elgin Baylor was to small forwards, you know, for, you know, for those that are. You know, you know, for those that that understand NBA references, you know, like I said, this this guy, what this player at, at quarterback was very transcendent. Um, he was very much a, ahead of his time in so many different ways. Um, you know, in, in fact, he was also four time uh, league MVP, and he, you know, of course, he was also a Super Bowl champion in Super Bowl five uh, with the Colts, and even even the pre Super Bowl era, he was a three time NFL champion. And so, and of course, not of course, not only that, but he was also he was also a, um, a ten-time Pro Bowl selection during a legendary eight, eighteen-year career. And so his stats read as this: 
2,830 completions for 5,186 yards. Uh, sorry about that. Slow down. His stats read this. 2,830 completions for 5,186 attempts. Completion percentage of 54.6. 40,239 yards. 290 touchdowns. 253 interceptions for a QB rating of 78.2. The late, great Johnny Unitas. The QB godfather himself, Johnny U. At number three, going to go with the guy that um, eclipsed him when it came to the Indianapolis Colts. You know, th- this guy took what Johnny U did and maximized it to the nth degree. You know, he rewrote the Colts record book, rewrote the NFL record, record book in so many different ways. He was the first overall, overall pick in the 1998 NFL draft out of Tennessee. Um, and so you know, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say it like this: other than the likes of Tom Brady and even Montana, he's you know garnered probably more accomplishments, um, and set you know, you know, like so, you know, like so, you know, pretty much other than other than Brady himself, um, this guy's accumulated probably more accolades than any other quarterback in NFL history, other than uh, Brady and Montana. You know, what I mean, and, and so um, you know, so so so, so if anything. Um, this guy was a stat machine, a stat piler. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, and, and of course, not not in a bad way, but you know, like I said, it just it was a testament to his, just his natural um, skill as a quarterback. He was the ultimate. He was the ultimate signal caller. You know, like he was the quintessential uh, signal signal caller in my estimation. Um, and the, and of course, the thing about this, this guy, he was all pro ten times. And he was, um, you know, of course, he, he was named to the Pro Bowl uh, at least 14 times during his career. He still still holds uh, multiple NFL records, both single season and career uh, career NFL records as well. And he's second all time in career wins, regular season, postseason, with a total of 200. You know, and, and of course, he's played in four Super Bowl Super Bowls, winning twice, and in, in, um, you know, of course, Super Bowl 41. And Super and Super Bowl Fifty, and he's been a five-time league MVP as well. And he was also the Super Bowl MVP when the Colt when the Colts defeated the Bears in Super Bowl Forty One. Like, like I said, he was two times two times two times Super Bowl champion, um, one with the Colts in Forty One, and of course the last time in Super Bowl Fifty is final season with the Broncos. And in Super Bowl Forty One, he was, he was a name named the game's MVP. Um, you know, like I said, you know, of course, and of course, along with the along with still to this day an NFL record five MVP awards and his um, you know of course of course the greatest testament to his game is his football IQ his constant preparation with the way that he's able to call audibles on the fly with the way he, the way that he's able to read defenses you know it's unlike any other that I've ever seen or at least anybody's ever seen his stats are as this 6125 completions 9380 attempts for um, for a completion percentage of 65.3, 71,940 yards, 539 touchdowns to 251 interceptions with a QB rating of 96.5. And with you know obviously he obviously he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, lockdown Hall of Famer, the, if anything also the headliner for the Hall of Fame as well for the class class of 2021. You know, and you know, he's, he's certainly one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks. You know, like I said, and of course, uh, Mr. Omaha, Omaha himself, Mr. Omaha himself, 
none other than Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, to me, is what you consider the thinking man's quarterback. He's the ultimate cerebral quarterback. The guy, um, the way that he read defenses, the way the way that he read coverage uh, was absolutely incredible. He was able to pick out pick defenses apart like a surgeon. You know, like he was able to pick apart defenses like a surgeon, especially with with his um, you know, like I said, with his with his precision precision with with the timing of his passes. With like I said, you know, with his, with the way that he just ran that offense like a general and he was able to make others around him better. Anytime you go from making Marvin Harrison a pro bowler and a Hall of Famer to making Reg to give him that same to providing the same success to Reggie Wayne to Demarius Thomas, rest in peace. You know what I mean? So um like I said, you know, you know, not not only that, but also even with um with, you know like I'm slowing down. Um you know like I said, you know, just with, with so many so many other players around him. You know, like you know, th this guy was was definition of the ultimate QB. Like I said, the thinking man, thinking man's quarterback. Um, if you were building a quarterback and you wanted somebody to have the perfect IQ, Peyton Manning was that guy. You know, and so, um, you know, like you know, like I said, he's. I'll say it like this: any list of the greatest quarterbacks, and Peyton Manning is not at least in the top three. To me, that's a red flag. You know, Peyton Manning personifies everything that you want to look for in a quarterback. The only drawback for him was the lack of team success because they constantly ran into um, that brick wall of the New England Patriots defense. And because of that, Tom Brady took advantage of that and got the better of him. And so, you know, like I said, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the only reason why he's not ranked higher on this list is because of, you know, the, you know, like, you know, j just because of that massive obstacle, that massive shadow that Brady and the Patriots had over him. But otherwise, you know, had it not been, as I've said, as I said before, um, as I said before about Breeze, um, not winning more MVPs with pay Manning had it not been for Brady existing the same time as him, uh, he would have more Super Bowls, you know, and like you know, and like like I said, like like I said, like I said before, the way that he was able to make others, like I said, the way he, the way that he was able to make his receivers better and elevate their game, no matter who it was, with you know, like I said, like I said, whether it was Marvin Harrison, Brandon Stokely, Reggie Wayne, you name it, you know, you know, what I mean, uh, even tight ends like Dallas Clark, Peyton Manning made those guys that much better, you know, and. The reason why I say that so much of their success was dependent on Peyton Manning was because as soon as Peyton went to Denver, he was able to duplicate that. He was able to replicate that success with the Broncos, you know, and um, I think another reason why he's not higher, higher on this list, especially especially when you look at that, uh, that Super Bowl they played against Seattle, that debacle that they had, you know, um, that was, you know, that especially after the greatest regular season of his career. Um, a duck, uh, you know, like I said, you know, something like that was certainly was certainly a, a blemish, a blight um, on his legacy that that kept him from being two, if not number one. And then, and the, and the funny thing is, um, after the after he had the greatest season of his career in the regular season, that postseason, um, the Broncos got bombed out. You know, the uh, the Seahawks made Peyton Manning look like Ryan Leaf in that game. You know, so it just so happened that. 
as an individual, he had his greatest success, but the team had the biggest defeat. But yet, two years later, when he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, he had the worst season of his career, and he won the Super Bowl in his last, uh, the last game of his career because, um, because the defense carried him. So it just so happened that when he was carrying the team, they lost. They end up losing the Super Bowl. But when the defense carried him, you know he won. So it's you know kind of a weird, it's a kind of like irony dichotomy type of thing. So um, other than that, like I said, you know, without question, Peyton Manning is my number three quarterback of all time, and I think it's a no brainer in terms of who I have in the top two. Um, these guys are the absolute stand. You know, you know, always be the standard when it when it comes to winning, when it comes to excellence. You know, and and this guy especially was you know was for years um, had been you know. I'll say like this. I'll say like, say like this. For years, this guy is, had, had always been uh, the standard when it came to being the greatest quarterback of all time. This guy was was the blueprint that Tom Brady modeled himself after. You know, um, nicknames like Joe Cool, the Comeback Kid. You know, if, you know. If anything, I'll make a case since say that he was even a greater clutch quarterback than Elway himself. And this, this is the guy that legitimized the 49ers, that put them on the map, you know, because before because before that, nobody was checking for San, San Francisco. But it, was, but it wasn't until this guy came, you know, came to the 49ers in like the third round um, out of Notre Dame. And even coming, even coming to the NFL, you know, uh, there, there were always questions about, you know, about his size, his uh arm strength, you know, whether he would, whether he would survive um, in the league and everything like, everything like that. So what he lacked in size, um, in arm strength and everything like that, he made up for uh, with his mind. He made up for with his mobility. He made up for with the way that he was able to bring the best out of his teammates. He made up for with the way that he was able, with the way he was able to legitimize the West Coast offense, and with the way that he was able to be the perfect piece that Bill Walsh needed as a quarterback to for that offense to work, you know, he made up for it with his clutch play. He made up for it with, uh, you know, like I said, you know, with his flair for the for the dramatic, with his, um, with the way that he was, with the way that he was able to, with, with the way that he was able to step up and elevate his game on the biggest stage of them all in the Super Bowl, the fact that he's undefeated in the Super Bowl, 4-0, you know, and and, and not only that, you know, not only that, not only is he a four-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP with the highest quarterback rating in Super Bowl history of 127.8 and never, ever threw an interception. As, you know, and, 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 and so, um, you know, uh, this, you know, like, like I say, even even to this day, when it comes to greatest quarterbacks, if he is not in the conversation, especially with, with especially among being the top two, then to me that's to me that's a red flag, you know. And so, um, you know, and, and of course, of course, not only that, but um, he's all, you know, not only that, but he's also been a two-time regular season MVP in '89 and '90, and he's also been an eight-time Pro Bowl selection and a five-time All-Pro selection. And, um, you know, and like, like I said, he, he, he was certainly the perfect, perfect quarterback that got like Jerry Rice, um, 
could ever have. You know what I mean? If, if anything, to this day, Rice still says that this guy is, is his favorite favorite quarterback of all time. You know, even though he played longer with Steve Young and, and accumulated more stats than Steve Young, but at the same time, um, we we, we want to talk about the greatest court greatest four nines quarterbacks of all time. This guy to this day is still the blueprint. He's still the standard that everybody um, tries to reach for. You know, and so he uh, defined the 49ers in a way that no other quarterback before him or after him could ever define them, you know. And so and he certainly certainly has a case um, along with Jerry Rice for being the GOAT of the 49ers. And his, um, you know, and of course, his stats are as this. Over the course of a 16-year career, he had 3,400. He had 3,409 completions for 5,391 attempts. He had 3,409 completions for 5,391 attempts for a 63.2 completion percentage for 40,551 yards um, and 273 touchdowns, 139 interceptions with a QB rating of 92.3. And the guy I'm talking about is number 16, Sweet 16 himself, Joe Montana. And so, um, you know, of course, number one, I think it's a no-brainer, the guy that eventually eclipsed Joe Montana when it came, when it came to quarterbacks and the guy that's, that's eclipsed everybody else when it came to greatest football players of all time. After being select, selected with the 199th overall pick, the sixth round by the New England Patriots in 2000. And, um, you know, much like some of the quarterbacks that I have on this list, he would, you know, he started off. He started off as a backup, um, and, and, and eventually, eventually transitioned to becoming um, the ultimate franchise player, and never looked back. So, um, as soon as Drew Bledsoe went, Drew Bledsoe went down, this guy, to, you know, this guy came out of nowhere, took that starting spot, um, led them to their first Super Bowl win, became the Super Bowl Super Bowl MVP, and the rest is history. And like I said, rewrote the sorry that rewrote the Patriots record books, became the defining player in Patriots history, and pretty much turned Drew Bledsoe into an afterthought after that. Um, you know what I mean? It's it's and and it's like and the thing is, this guy apparently doesn't know the definition of a real retirement these days. You know what I mean? It's and you know, but, but you know, but it, you know, but at the same time, that competitive drive, that uh, that willingness to be the greatest. At, you know, at, at what you do, that is what drove him to being number one of his position, number one of his profession. You know, um, to the to the point where his legacy is unparalleled. You know, um, and of course, not only that, like you know, not only to the point where, like I said, where his career, his legacy is absolutely unparalleled in so many different ways. You know, and, and apparently he still thinks he has unfinished business, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like I said, but, but at the same time, regardless, um, his place in history is forever secured. He's the first Battle Hall of Famer whenever he whenever uh, he decides to retire. He's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, which means he has more rings than teams do. You know, um, his 20-year run with new england is absolutely the stuff of legend um one that will never ever be duplicated and i don't think it's and i think it's 
hard it's even harder now to imitate you know you know because he set because he raised the standards so high you know and of, and of course of course during his 20-year run in new england um the patriots won 17 division titles they made nine super bowl appearances and were six-time super bowl champions you know and so on you know what i mean it's, 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 of, it's of course um he was in of course, of course, because of that um, he was you know, like I said, sorry about that. Over the course of six Super Bowls with the Patriots, he was named the Super Bowl MVP four times. And so by that point, he had all six of the Infinity Stones at, at, at that rate. So he might as well be the Thanos of the NFL. But he still had unfinished business. So when people were writing, writing him off. Uh, saying he was too old, he decided to take his talents to to Tampa Bay, and he elevated the Buccaneers in his very first season, won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl Fifty Five, earning the Super Super Bowl MVP MVP award for a record fifth time. So he's a three time league MVP, two thousand seven, two thousand ten, and twenty seventeen. He's all he also also earned five All Pro selections and fifteen Pro Bowl selections. And he's the winningest quarterback in NFL history with two hundred seventy eight victories. A regular season and postseason record, and he's number one all-time passing yards with eighty-four thousand five hundred twenty yards passing. And his resume reads as this: his stats read as this. Over the course of now a twenty-two-year NFL career, this guy has had seven thousand two hundred sixty-three completions for eleven thousand one hundred thirty-seven attempts for a quarterback. Um, Completion, excuse me, sorry about that. For a completion percentage of 64.2. I'm beginning a little tongue tied, if you will. Like I said, once again, resume reads as this 7,263 completions, 11,137 attempts, 64, his completion percentage is 64.2, 84,520 passing yards. For 624 touchdowns and 203 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 97.6, and it is none other than a no-brainer, the goat himself, Tom Brady, at number one when it comes to quarterbacks. So, a top ten, as you know, you know, I'll say it like this: um, a recap of my top ten greatest quarterbacks of all time. Number 10 is Steve Young. Number 9 is Drew Brees. Number 8 is Aaron Rodgers. Number 7, Dan Marino. Number 6, John Elway. Number 5, Brett Favre. Number 4, Johnny Unitas. Number 3, Peyton Manning. Number 2, Joe Montana. And number 1, Tom Brady. Those are my top 10 quarterbacks of all time to kick off this NFL season. Of course, now this time of the episode where I give my birthday shout outs. And one of the birthdays that I accidentally missed, um, of course, last week was, you know, of course, was um, was a birthday, the 43rd birthday of, um, you know, of course, a multi-time impact women's champion and multi-time uh, WWE women's champion and future Hall of Famer Mickey James as you turn 43. Um, on, you know, of course, on September 2nd, I mean, sorry about that, excuse me, on September 1st, September 1st would have been the 61st birthday of the late great WWE legend, the Beast of the East himself, Bam Bam Bigelow. On, that was on September 1st. On September 2nd, um, of course, speaking of quarterbacks, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, quarterback legend, four-time Super Bowl Super Bowl champion, 
two-time Super Bowl Super Bowl MVP himself, um, turned Fox NFL analyst Terry Bradshaw, turned 74. Casey from Jodeci and Casey and JoJo turned 53. And, 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 and of course, on, of course, on September th- September 3rd, um, of course, on September September 3rd, uh, Doctor D himself, of course, you know, wrestling wrestling legend and um, you know, and, and, and really wrestling podcast legend himself, Doctor D Doctor D turned 50. On uh, of course, on September 4th, music icon, um, you know, what I mean, and, and just trendsetter, the queen herself, multi-time Grammy winner, future Hall of Famer, Beyonce turned 41. One third of the New Day, 2021 King of the Ring. Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods turned 36, comedy legend, and of course, member of the Wayans family dynasty, Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans turned 62. On September 6th, female rap legend, Foxy Brown turned 44. Women's wrestling revolutionary, Wendy Richter, of course, uh, of course, part of the first WrestleMania, uh, she turned 61. On September 7th, NWA, uh, you know, of course, uh, of course, on September seventh, the late great rock and roll Hall of Famer, of course, gangster gangster rap pioneer, and one of the founders of NWA, Easy E, turned fifty eight. Founder of Ruthless Records as well, um, you know, uh, would have turned fifty eight. On September eighth, Lorenz Tate tur- uh, turns forty seven. Of, uh, of course, also on the, on the also on the same day, um, Jabba Tears co-host one third of the Jabba Tears podcast, Janelle from HR turns thirty three, and of course on September eleventh. Wrestling, uh, wrestling manager, the legendary, legendary wise man of the bloodline himself, uh, former owner of uh, ECW, Paul Heyman, uh, will turn fifty-seven on September eleventh. Before I go, I like to, I would like to give a word of wisdom: never be ashamed to get help from people that have more experience than you. And so, in order for, in order for you to grow to where God uh, wants you to be, it's very important that you, you know it's, it's very important that that you find people that have been this been on the same path that, that you've been on and to learn from them to gain the experience that you need to get into the direction that you, to get into the direction that you need to go to so my, my main thing is never be ashamed to get help from people that have more experience you are victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world when you put god in first place you don't have to worry about being in the last place make sure to listen to this podcast on anchor spotify google Podcasts, or itunes thank you very much for listening